Hi, it's the uh, first edition of Rankcast, and uh, I'm here with Paul. He's a sometime writer, a uh, long-time reader of United Rant, and we're going to talk a little bit about the pre-season and um, the match on Sunday, uh, what's happening post-Ronaldo, and all things Michael Owen, and maybe a little bit about the fat Spanish waiter. So, welcome, Paul. How are you doing? Hello, I'm very good, thank you. It's a delight and exciting adventure to be on the first episode of Rankcast. It's a brave new world. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, this week's news, Rafa Benitez thinks uh, thinks Fergie is scared. Haven't we heard this one before? It's a fact! Um, it's it's not a fact. I don't think Sir Alex Ferguson is in the least bit scared of Manchester City. Uh, to be honest, I don't think Sir Alex Ferguson is scared of anything. I, I think that competition is, is what he relishes. You know, I think he's enjoyed the joust with Wenger and he enjoyed the kind of battles with Mourinho. I think it brings out the best in him, perhaps not as a human being, but certainly as a football manager. Yeah, right. He's probably scared of his wife and that's it. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Well, he did, uh, you know, choose not to retire and that may be the reason. Yeah, right. Well, I think think Benitez has got plenty to worry about. He's, uh, He's lost one of his better players. Uh, I think Alonso's a massive loss, and uh, he screwed that one up last uh, last summer, basically, when he tried to flog the guy. And the best he got out of it is a you know, fat pile of Spanish cash. But um, they're gonna they're gonna miss Alonso big time. And Aquilani, good player though he is, he's um, he's pretty ropey on the injury front. He's missed more games than he's played over the last three seasons. I mean, I I do agree with your hypothesis entirely, but I think this is perhaps not the season to talk about you know our opponents missing key players that they've sold off in the summer. I, I really don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have I've wiped him from my memory, so. <laughs> so what about what about life post Ronaldo and, and I suppose Carlos Tevez. Uh, do you think uh, United are gonna be able to adapt to this now? Well the key question is of course is Michael Owen the new Eric Cantona or the new Eric Jemba Jemba? Um, I know yeah it's uh, I, I work for a, a fanatical United fan, a season ticket holder, um, who kind of, you could see was visibly moved and not in a good way by seeing Michael Owen with a number seven shirt. Uh, right. I, I don't, he's obviously not been bought as a replacement for Ronaldo, but is he going to be a replacement for Ronaldo's goals? I mean, we, yeah. we've, talked, we've talked about Ronaldo in the past. I, I always use the metaphor of the weapon of mass destruction. It's like, Having Cristiano Ronaldo on your side, it doesn't make you feel good about yourself. Do you know what I mean? He's very difficult to love, that man. It, it was he, frankly embarrassing at times. Like. Yeah, exactly. But you'd rather he was playing for your team than anyone else because he's going to be playing for someone and you'd rather he wasn't, you know, he wasn't playing oh, right. against you. Someone's going to get carpet bombed and I'd rather it be uh, Chelsea, Liverpool and Arsenal <laughs> and I suppose City than, than us. But exactly. Ronaldo. And Michael Owen isn't going to score the goals that uh, Ronaldo did. I don't think there's a no. chance. I think we'll be lucky to see 30 games out of him next season, you know, even if he stays fit all year. I, I, I don't think um, Ferguson's going to overuse him. And, you know, his record says if he plays 30 games, he's going to score 15 goals, and that'll be a great return. It's um, it's about what Tevez got last season in all competitions. He's got five yeah. in the Premier League. So Michael only gets five in the Premier League. We've got, you know, a £25 million saving for the same return. So, I mean, this, oh, this is Valencia, isn't it? So, you know, Valencia's not going to score 26 goals next season. So 
you know, how how are the new tactics of you know the way Ferguson's been playing pre-season with sort of a straight four-four-two? How are the team going to adapt to that? Are they going to score enough goals? And they got 119 last season. Can they get anywhere near that? Um, it's this is this is the question. I mean, I'm an optimist by nature, but I kind of I. Uh, it's interesting that the, you, you mentioned Tevez in the little preamble because I've literally forgotten <laughs> during the preparation for this uh, conversation that Carlos Tevez even left in the summer. That there's no sense of a void left by Tevez. And like uh, you say, yeah, Michael Owen is a perfectly serviceable replacement for Carlos Tevez. I guess if they were kind of the same price and the same wages, then you'd obviously you'd pick Tevez because he's you know, much less injury prone and all the work rate, all that kind of stuff. Um, Ronaldo's obviously irreplaceable in world football. That's why you can sell him for 80 million euros pretty much cash up front, right? That was right. It's not a structured deal. It's just no, no. just giving us 80 million euros. Transferred um, it into the bank account, yeah. Yeah, there um, you go. Pounds, not euros. It's, it, it's oh, right, yes. 90 million right, euros. So, yeah. yeah, well, there, there you go. So it's... You know, this is that's an incomparable figure in world football. The only, I mean, Kaka wasn't even close to that. No. You know, and 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 yeah, he he's probably the the kind of single biggest impact player in the world. But you know, he's gone to. I think the fact that he's gone to Spain is is huge. You know, because he's he's not swimming in the same water as us. We we're we are faced with the same four. Then three other teams and perhaps one more this mm. season that we were last season, and with the exception of Chelsea, they're all weaker as well. Right, you know? I think that's a so, good thing, and and in and in Chelsea's case, they're all a year older, and that that is relevant. In, you know, if you look at you know average age of Chelsea's squad, you know, the it is. key players are getting older, and Terry is not looking great. Got to say, I think uh, he never had pace to start with, and uh, it's. You know, it's going by the day, but they do have Michael Essien back, and I, you know, I think he's a fabulous player, and he's absolutely season. And Essien on form dominates any midfield anyway against anyone. Um, but for me, Chelsea, the the big challenges this season, uh, post Ronaldo, post Tevez, you know, it doesn't matter what happened with them really, and what United do. I think Chelsea are going to score more points than they did last season. I can't see Liverpool getting anywhere near ninety, which is what they're going to need to win the title, but we'll see. The the thing about Chelsea being a year older and, and this week, I, I, I kind of take your point, but I think the fact that they didn't have Michael Essien for nine months last season, that's you know that's a substantial increase in strength. And also, if they can avoid, which is far from a given, if they can avoid the kind of behind the scenes turmoil that does appear to have been going on for a couple of seasons there, if they can keep Drogba happy and Drogba and Elka work together, then you know, and they are kind of a stronger unit than they were, albeit a year older. But, I wonder. I wonder about priorities because you know bringing Ancelotti in would kind of say that the priority is is Europe for Chelsea. Yeah, it's the Champions yeah. League. It's not the Premiership, and and you know much like players, managers probably have to adapt to the Premiership as well because it's it's different from other European leagues. So, and, you know this could, this could be make it for an interesting competition on the domestic front. Um, sure. Yeah, you know, I I, I uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I mean, it looks like he's going to play a diamond in that midfield. Um, they look, you know, a very difficult unit to beat. Um, you know, more Mourinho at Porto kind of tactics. Um, we'll see. I think I think Chelsea will be a good side this season. Oh, I mean, talking about tactics, uh, what about United's four four two? It's you know, it's back to the old days, isn't it? Two wingers what? flying down this the touchline and you know, this is what we want. Crosses. 
this is what we want. We're Manchester United fans. We like 4-4-2. You know, there's not many teams whose fans will chant formations at their manager when they play it. But I remember in the glory days of rants, it was uh, always your battle cry, wasn't it? Obviously, things changed quite a lot with the with the sort of flowing front three. But but this is Wayne Rooney's season, and and that formation is is tailor made for him. I think Berbatov and Rooney up front is is a match made in heaven in a four four two. You know, it's it's, right. it's it, there's a potential there's a potential for some phenomenal football. What slightly worries me is um, I don't. I don't particularly love a four four two with Nanny and Park on either wing. Mm, I know. Park is just not creative enough, I don't think. He doesn't he's you know, he's not he's not necessarily gonna provide opportunities, he's good at breaking things down, he's a bundle of energy, he's kind of always completely committed, but you know, he does he doesn't he doesn't you don't when Park gets the ball, you don't get the impression that any moment something's going to happen. Right. But I think it'll be important this season, Park. I think I think Ferguson will probably be rightly worried, especially in Europe, maybe not in the Premiership, but, but but in Europe he's going to be worried about that central midfield being overrun. I mean, if you have two in there and it's Carrick and Fletcher or Carrick and Anderson, yeah. Yeah, most European teams are going to be playing three against two there. So that's an issue. So they do have to tuck one of the wingers in. Mm-hmm. And the question then, is Nani, Valencia, Park, are, are, they, are they going to be disciplined enough to play that role? And I, I think he trusts Park, and that's why Park plays that uh, when you know when he's got someone that he's worried about in the opposing team on the wing he plays Park every single time and yeah. I think that's what, probably where he'll start the season with Valencia and Park it will right. it depends you know Nani was great in the charity shield and but we've been there before with him you know he blows hot and cold and you know so you know I, I don't know whether Ferguson trusts him he, he speaks you know highly of him but he kind of has to right um, and as for the rest of the wingers, they're real unknowns. I mean, Tosic scored a couple of great goals for Serbia in midweek. Um, but, uh, but you know, Obertan has got, what, you know, three or four goals in three years in French football. And, you know, he's certainly no Ronaldo replacement. And, you know, no. although didn't think he was good enough, you wonder why he might be good enough for United. So I do think we lack a little bit of quality in the wide areas, if not numbers. You know, we've got plenty of wingers. How many games do you think Ryan Giggs is going to play this season, and where do you think he's going to play? I, I think he'll play 20, um, 20 25 uh, through the middle. So either a support if he needs to refresh things up front, so you know one off uh, in the role where he's going to play this season, or if if they want to tuck a player into midfield, he'll he'll play through the centre. And do you think that the kind of that four four two is going to be the default in the Premiership against everyone except perhaps Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, maybe Man City. Well, that's the question, isn't it? In the really big games, does Ferguson have the bottle to to pick that four four two? Maybe that's not the right word, bottle. But I was going to say because is it, is it even the right thing to do? I mean, that's the issue. I mean, his his default position has to has been to play one up front for quite some time now in the biggest games. Yeah. Um, and so you know, it, it's hard to envisage a, a scenario where he won't do that away to Liverpool at Anfield, for example. Yeah. But is the team set up for that? I mean, does that mean Berbatov plays through the middle and they push Rooney wide left and Valencia wide right? I mean, they might they might do that. But for all the talk of Rooney going through the middle uh, this summer, you know, Rooney kind of broke ranks there and started talking about it, and Ferguson's openly talked about it as well. 
kind of has to play in super middle. So does that mean Rooney up front on his own? Because that really doesn't work. So no. Michael Owen is never going to play that role. No. So no. Uh, there, are, there are a few question marks there. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, we've got um, trip to Anfield in October. And, you know, that's the first really big test. I mean, Arsenal come to... Arsenal come to Old Trafford in September, end of September. Um, but at home, if he's not going to play 4-4-2 against a team that always plays 4-4-2, mm. um, I, I, you know, I, 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 I'm sure he will with Arsenal at Old Trafford. But uh, the trip to Anfield is the real tester. Now, on United Rant, which uh, everyone can find at unitedrant.co.uk, please add it to your RSS feeds and sign up to the newsletter and make sure you click on any ads you see and buy everything that there is. Um, I mean, there's anything to buy, is there? Isn't there? Haven't you, have you taken the ads off because of the Stephen Gerrard interview? Oh, Google AdWords. I mean, really, it's not like we're doing this for money anyway. But, um, yeah, yeah, advertising the Stephen Gerrard shirt on a Manchester United shirt, uh, site, not good. It's Google. not right, is it? Not good. No. Um, so, yeah, we have, a, we have a link to the kit bag store if you want to go and buy any you know, of the Glazers replica shirts or, or whatever. Uh, yeah, we don't really care. Do you do you find that to be slightly like you know a bit of a moral dilemma for you because you're essentially hoping that people buy into the mass commercialisation of football, which has led to our beloved club being bought out and on a massive leverage finance debt, which if things go wrong for a few years could lead us still to crumble. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I, I guess you know, it's it. There's some moral ambiguity there, isn't there? But <laughs> there is. But, you know, look, look, as United fans, everyone wants United to be successful. And frankly, in the modern world, the only way United are going to be successful is to generate lots of revenue. And we, the fans, contribute to that as well as the media companies and, and all of that. And uh, without that, the team can't progress. Um, and it's pretty stiff competition. I mean, we don't have an, an Arab oil billionaire or a dodgy Russian mafioso uh, you know, in charge who's going to pump billions of pounds into the So... Uh, you know, revenue generation is where it's at, unfortunately. And if you are going to buy any Manchester United merchandise, please do come to unitedland.co.uk. Or go to the Republican Mancunia shop. That's really good as well. I like that. Is it? Yeah. Um, so, there's a slight diversion there. <laughs> so, <laughs> what about the weekend ahead? Um, uh, you know, United did all right against Chelsea in the, the Charity Shield. Pretty decent performance, I thought, for at least half an hour before, before Chelsea came back. But, but um, City at Old Trafford... Got to be a walkover, right? Um, yeah, I mean, City have had an interesting off-season. They've bought um, this mysterious Ecuadorian with the um, perhaps inauspicious surname of Benitez. Um, yeah, that's a fact. There, there was quite a lot of talk around my office um, that actually it, was, it wasn't it was a real signing. It was just an elaborate money laundering scheme. But no, he does seem to be a real person. Um, and they've just had a, a real... To me, slightly shocking occurrence at Birmingham City, which is that this Hong Kong billionaire chap that tried to buy them a couple of seasons ago has just announced that they're going to put in another bid for a takeover. Now, why you would do that the week before the season starts just seems completely surreal to yeah. me. Yeah, anyway. well, last time this guy came out, he he just he didn't have the money, right? The the board oh, absolutely. of Birmingham City said, "Show me the money," and uh, he had nothing to show. So. Whether he's gone and got new finances or, or what, I don't know. I mean, I think personally, I think Birmingham in pretty big trouble this season, and they'll be lucky to not go down because their signings are a couple from the championship. They've got this um, new centre back, 
Um, and then, yeah, Benitez, this, you know, what is he, Mexican, Ecuadorian? He's Ecuadorian, I believe. Ecuadorian, okay. So, um, but come from the Mexican leagues. And, yeah. at, at, you know, decent cost. So he's got to score goals. But I, I think Birmingham is going to be in trouble. And it's, a, it's a nice start for United, Birmingham at home. Burnley are Should be six points on the board. A uh, bit of confidence for the, for the team. We forget about Ronaldo and Carlos Tevez and uh, get on with uh, retaining our title. Absolutely. Talking of retaining our title, you've predicted that we're going to finish runners-up this season. I know. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to have a mailbag full of, you know, rants being negative again, you're never supporting the team, you hate being a United fan, I've heard it all before. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's just realistic, I think. Uh, given the changes in the squad personnel uh, and the way we're playing um, now, it, it just points to a season of transition. It's a really close call. My my bet, and I didn't actually put this in my list, list of predictions, but there'll be less than five points between the top three come the end of the season. Nine, I think ninety will actually maybe slightly less than ninety will win it this season because I think the point spread is going to be slightly more even between the top yeah. five because of the the city factor. Absolutely. So yeah, maybe eighty-eight or ninety will win the title. I think eighty-five will be third. So that's how close it's going to be. I, I, I kind of agree with it, almost everything you said, apart from the fact that I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Manchester United are going to win their fourth Premiership in a row this season. I think that, yes, we're, you know, as we said earlier, United are weak and it's a team in transition, but I think everyone else in the top four is in a similar position, except for perhaps Chelsea, and they're such an unproven unit under Ancelotti and whether those egos can hold together for another season is, I think, doubtful. And certainly if they have an injury to Drogba or um, Michael Etienne, then, then they're pretty much uh, going to be confined to second place. So I think United are going to win the league again. Good stuff. My, I, I, I hope they do too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, and Europe, Europe's, a, Europe's a tough one. Um, I mean, we, we haven't progressed. And I mean, that... that Final in Rome in May was pretty sobering. Uh, Barcelona were, were a cut above. And, yeah. and and remember, United went into that final with most of the pundits predicting a United win because we were just going to bully them into submission. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe Fletcher and the team would have made a difference. But, frankly, that midfield three of Barcelona is awesome. Um, it is. I mean, once... once um, that game was a slightly peculiar game, though, I think. I don't think you can read the whole state of play of European football into what happened in that 90 minutes because for the first 10 minutes United looked like they were going to kind of destroy Barcelona and then as soon as Barcelona scored it was like United's self-confidence just evaporated and that sense that we had not to on about it but that sense of we had in 1999 of, of we're just not going to lose whatever happens we're always going to win you know, that just you could see that didn't exist in this team mm. in the same way. And they and, and they kind of they almost visibly lost heart and Anderson gave the ball away three times in five minutes, you know. Yeah. You could just you could just see the air completely kind of go out of the team. Well it's a pretty young team. I mean we yeah. okay, so we've got some old heads around, but most of them aren't gonna start games. So generally speaking we've got a pretty inexperienced team. And I think the experienced ones there aren't that many leaders on the pitch. Um no. It would is actually going to be quite good having Michael Owen around the squad because he is he has been there has done it he'll be good for the younger fellas, um, and but but there is a problem we don't have a Roy Keane in that team. Uh, Michael Carrick's very quiet as you know personality and doesn't always impose himself on the pitch either. Uh, Ferdinand, uh, you know, he's 
murked himself on Wednesday night. I'm kind of worried about his <laughs> Very unfortunate moment, that, wasn't oh, it? Oh, dear, yeah. Oh, I'll give you the ball. No, I'll give you the ball. Oh, here you go, don't count. Now, just don't do that at Anfield. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't mind if he gives it to Dirk Cowan in an orange shirt. That's fine. Yeah, right. Uh, so, I, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, let's let's hope your prediction's right. Uh, United for the title. I, I just can't see United winning in Europe. Another final's not beyond hope, though. I mean, it just depends on the draw, doesn't it, after the group stage. Um, it, it does, and I think... They're an imponderable. I don't know how they're going to suddenly, you know, fit, you know, four brand-new players into their team and, and suddenly be a lot better. But we'll, we'll see, you know. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I'm going out on the limb and picking Real Madrid to win the European Champions League this season, which is perhaps not the boldest prediction anyone's ever made, given the amount of money they spent in the summer. But you know, I, I think you do have to stop scoring, uh, conceding goals to to win games. Um, and Pepe is terrible. Uh, That's Rafael true. Real, their, their new one they've got from Valencia. He's a decent player. I mean, he's very young though. He's like 21, 22, isn't he? So, um, but he's you know broken into the Spanish team. Uh, so you know he looks a decent player. Uh, Pepe never rated him. So I do think they need another central defender. Doesn't look like they're going to buy one. Doesn't sell shirts. So <laughs> they've never really. He's never. Perez has never been particularly interested in signing central defenders. Has he? It's, yeah. uh, it's a bit of a weakness of his. Not really. Not really. Um, <laughs> um, so what's the score going to be on Sunday? Uh, nice, comfortable three 0 win for United. I'm going to give the Blues a goal uh, out of sympathy. I'm going to say 4-1 to United. Uh, Michael Owen's going to get his first, I think, because this is these are exactly the kind of matches where he has to get the goals, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, the these are the goal. games he's going to play in. And um, Although he won't start the game, Berm Tovin no. is going to start. Um, and I think we'll see a pretty strong eleven. I think we'll see Valencia, and it's between Park and Nani for the left wing. Is, is Nani OK? Is he, is... All right, he, he played about an hour for Portugal on Wednesday night. So right, right. He's he's fine. Uh, you know, big fuss over nothing. Ben Foster's fit as well. Whereas Brown's um, back in training, but he won't start. O'Shea will almost certainly start right back. Um, although, don't know whether you saw uh, Fabio's cameo uh, against Chelsea. He looks a pretty tidy player. So uh, I think he'll be pushing for a place in the team pretty quickly, given that Raphael's still injured. Um, I have a question about injuries. Um, do you think that he's going to play Ben Foster? for the next eight weeks while Van der Sar's out? Or do you think that that really shaky performance in the uh, Charity Shield is going to go against him? No, no. If Foster starts, uh, he's going to give him a run in the team. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we don't see Cusack leave uh, before the end of the window. Uh, that, that's the rumour doing the you know, the rounds um, that uh, they're looking for a new club for him. So we'll see. Right. Um, I, I think Foster, Foster's there for sure for the next eight weeks, unless he's, you know, his form dips terribly. He's, he's too good to, to put in performances like the one against Chelsea every week. I think we should talk about um, the future of the number one shirt at Old Trafford uh, sometime in the coming weeks. We will do. And uh, I guess that probably leaves it there for, for this week. Um, Rankcast is going to be back every week. Uh, good to chat to you, Paul. You may be back next week, but we're going to have a few guests on from uh, a few other blogs and... Uh, I'll, uh, I'll look through my contacts book and uh, I get just, some ex-pros on here too. Um, so, he's just uh, trying to get rid of me. He, basically, what you're saying is you'd rather have a conversation with Brian Robson than me. I don't know. Brian Robson's not that good at conversing. I'm okay. <laughs> I, I've, I've met him and, uh, you know, it, it wasn't that interesting. But Hero Robson, yeah, 
Love you, man, but uh, <laughs> probably not going to go on Rankcast. And anyway, we'll leave it there for now. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, sign up on iTunes, sign up on the website, and we'll be back next week. <laughs>